0: This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over $10,000. Here at Platinum Tax Defenders, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe. They'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-579-4967 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is 800 579 800 579 4967. Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jesser.
1: This is Dr. Zudi Jesser. Welcome back to another segment this week of Reform This. It's always great to be with you. Thank you for your faith and trust in navigating this journey with me week to week. And if you're new, hopefully you like what you hear. You're getting some hope, a sense that there's a Muslim out there, many Muslims out there who want to take ownership, responsibility for writing the course of this world that is beleaguered with the cancer of jihad, the cancer of Salafi jihadism, and the need to find a Muslim solution for a Muslim problem. Now, in the first two segments, we talked about the the Berlin attacks, the Tunisian that had been radicalized, and how those networks support one another, and the militant networks. I want to talk about the larger underbelly, and that underbelly being the Islamist movements in the West, the ones that many times have major debates about militancy, moral equivalency of militants and their detestment for America, the focus and obsession on Islamophobia, the grievance narrative, and the harm that has upon our community. Well, always, annually, as America celebrates Christmas and New Year's, the largest Islamist groups in the country, the Muslim Brotherhood Legacy Groups of the Islamic Circle of North America, ICNA, the Islamic, um, the Muslim American Society, which is the basically the infrastructure of what used to be the Muslim Brotherhood in America. If you look at their classes, the Tarbiya programs, the the uh, allegiances, the bayat that they take to their leaders in the community, it is exactly like the Brotherhood does. It was outed in, uh, the MAS was outed in 2004 by a Two journalists that wrote a piece called "The Secretive Network of the Muslim Brotherhood" in the Chicago Tribune, and discussed how the chapters in Illinois, for example, uh, in, in in Bridgeview, had raised money for Hamas and uh, had ultimately exposed some of the overlap between Hamas fundraising and the mosque there. So the MAS ICNA, has its annual convention and. Surprise, surprise, it's in Chicago. And uh, the other Islamist convention, which is less sort of the viral political Islamist group and more sort of the spiritual Islamist narrative, is called RIS, which is in Toronto, Canada. It's reviving the Islamic spirit. These are more the sort of spiritual... Sufi esque, if you will, Islamists, and I know many of my Sufi friends will be offended at the mixture of those two ideas. And certainly, there is no over, not that much overlap at all between Sufism and Islamism. But for many, for many in the West, there is. For folks like Hamza Yusuf from the Zaytuna Institute, for Salafis like Yasser Qadi, uh, and uh, many of the imams like Soheb Webb. Siraj Wahaj, and others, there is a significant gray, more than a gray zone, between Salafism, the idea of going backwards to the time of the Prophet, Salaf meaning the friends of the Prophet, and trying to purify Islam, to Wahhabism, which is the militant form, and there's less of that among these folks, obviously. Many of them are anti-Wahhabi, and even some may be anti-Salafi but for the Reviving the Islamic Spirit, the RIS Conference in Toronto. Tariq Ramadan was one of their featured speakers, and uh, initially he used to do video presentations, and then once he was allowed to come to the West, um, he then used to come in person annually. I don't know if he came this year. He did express some recent discomfort with ISNA, and they had one of the classic internecine battles. This year... As Hamza Yusuf again spoke next to folks like Siraj Wahaj. Siraj Wahaj is a board member of CARE, is a massive fundraiser for Isna, does the rounds of the Islamic Muslim Brotherhood Legacy Group fundraisers from MAS to CARE to ICNA, Islamic Circle of North America. And in my book, A Battle for the Soul of Islam, I talk about Siraj Wahaj, how I had an interaction with him, and I think I talked about this in my first podcast on how he rose in front of Islamic Society of North America dais in 1995 and shook the Koran and said, We, as Muslims, need to replace the Constitution in this country with this Constitution from God. This is written by God, while the Constitution of this country is written by man, and thus it should be replaced. And I expressed to the entire meeting that that was seditious, that was un-American. And as a naval officer, I was profoundly and deeply offended. Those are the people that Hamza Youssef has been speaking next to and continues to every year at the Reviving the Islamic Spirit Conference. Now, he would tell you probably, and I've only spoken to him very briefly a few times, nothing of any substance, personally, tried to engage him publicly, critically, and very politely. He blocked me on Twitter and doesn't really want to engage in a battle of ideas about the need to reform in Islam, about political Islam, and about what are the ideas that need reform. But interestingly, he does take on some of these ideas, and to his credit, took it on this this week in the RIS conference, and he questioned, he did the sacrilege of questioning the Black Lives Matter movement and mentioning that the statistics just don't bear it out, that we as Muslims. And this is in an interview with Mehdi Hassan, who sat with him and interviewed him in the RIS, Reviving the Islamic Spirit Conference in Toronto this week. And he interviewed him, Mehdi Hassan being one of the more strident, well-known for his bloviating on the Islamist Muslim Brotherhood Network of Al Jazeera out of Qatar has his own program on there, and obviously he's well-connected to all of these Islamist networks and speaks for them frequently. So he's interviewing Hamza Yusuf and goes on thanking him for all of his work against Islamophobia for years and lays out all of the threats of Muslims, be it Trump, be it the uh, right-wing think tanks and other areas that he lays out, and Hamza Yusuf nods his head and says, all of the above are all anti-Islam and we continue to fight them, and it's only going to get worse under a Trump administration, according to these two backslapping Islamists. But then he asks him about why Muslims aren't more into the anti-racist movements because really Islamophobia, according to these guys, is a racism. Which doesn't make any sense. Islam is an idea. Muslims Believe in an ideology of Islam, and no, he doesn't. Then correct him about that. He he loves using uh, Hamza Yusuf loves using the term Islamophobia, but no, it does push back on the Black Lives Matter, and says that this the statistics don't bear that out. That a lot of the killing is black on black, and that America is one of the least racist countries in the world. And then he said, we really have the problem of racism with Arabs hating Pakistanis hating. Indians and uh, the um, significant racism that beleaguers Muslim communities, and he even said he gets nauseated when people compare America to those, and hats off to him for that moment of clarity on one of the many hypocrisies that I wish he would focus on, because our life is short. He can't use that one episode to then claim credibility for all the other things he nodded his head He did say Muslims need to be better at reaching out to Republicans and conservatives. Well, you do that ideologically. You don't do that by collectivizing Muslims. Before I get to that, after this conference, then, that interview became all the talk of the Islamist bulletin boards and Twitterati and Facebook pages, to the point that two days later, Hamza Youssef issued an apology to the Black Lives Matter movement. He then later in that interview also discussed the problem with political Islam and the Muslim Brotherhood and equating them to ISIS in many ways and also then was berated on the internet by many, including some of his colleagues like Suheib Webb, who was distraught and offended by how his once respected colleague, had gone after, in one interview in front of Muslims that adore him, had gone after the Black Lives Matter movement that represents what we believe will threaten Muslims, had gone after the Muslim Brotherhood, which he believes, making it labeled what it is, it's a terrorist organization, making it label that means that Muslims are going to be next, all Muslims will be next, and that's exactly what Islamists say. The problem is, is I don't know what to think about Hamza Yusuf's position on this. His discussion of Islamophobia, his inability to talk about reforms against the Islamic State concept, against caliphism, his inability to sign our declaration of the Muslim Reform Movement, which is bingo, is the problem with places like the Zaytuna Institute, that talk reform when it suits them to claim moderation. And yes, he took some some slugs this week on the internet and had to apologize, and he shouldn't have apologized, but he did because that's his main constituency. And yet, he'll use that to claim moderation. When in fact, if Zaytuna was moderate, Zayd Shakir would not have been quoted in the New York Times as saying that he hopes that America becomes an Islamic state. And when I called him on that, Zayd Shakir, by the way, is Hamza Yusuf's right-hand man. And when I called him on that in two thousand and six in an editorial series of editorials I did in the Washington Times on PBS he he responded to my editorial saying that he meant as a democracy under the Declaration of Independence and in the US Constitution, that would be Islamic quote unquote nonsense. Islamism needs to be defeated and needs to be outed. No different than the Church of England was outed and defeated in the revolution. And yes, these internecine battles, make no mistake, there's a lot to be learned in these internecine battles. When you say, where are the voices of moderate Islam, when you see what happens to a Sufi, quasi-Islamist, modernist, Islamism 8.0 type of theologian in America, you wonder where the voices of real moderate Islam are the anti-Islamist, anti-jihadist voices are, that's what happens. They make examples of more moderate Islamists like Hamza Yusuf in order to prevent the real reformers who call a spade a spade from having a voice. So that little vision i hope i gave you into the internecine and battles inside the re- reviving the islamic spirit conference and about what happened to hamza yusuf i hope wakes you up to the fact that these are happening if americans really there was a, that was conference of 10,000 thousands of muslims there in toronto from all over the the west with moderate moderated discussions that then became the talk of boards all over the country And Hamza Yusuf, by the way, also made a comment about Yasser Qadi from the Al-Maghrib Institute, a known Salafi apologist. Now he claims he's post-Salafi, but a known Salafi apologist who the New York Times falsely heralded as a moderate, and obviously Hamza Yusuf has problems with him as a Salafi, and when Mahdi Hassan asked him that, well, why don't we unite? Why the criticism towards Muslims? Hamza Yusuf's response was a sarcastic, that's rich coming from Yasser Qadi, which I thought also was a frankly honest comment. Yasser Qadi has attacked many Muslims who are honest and critical publicly and made tried to make a mockery by slandering and libeling them. And I think it's fascinating that that just that little comment, if you look and Google this week, Hamza Yusuf and Yasser Qadi, you'll see all the legions of Islamists that came to the defense of Yasser Qadi. These internecine battles teach us a lot, but ultimately, don't let that fool you, don't let it deceive you about the real battle ahead. When we come back, I want to give you a little insight into the connection of the Islamists that met in Chicago at their large convention this week. And their connection to the largest threat, I think, growing in the Middle East right now, which is the Turkey-Erdogan regime of the AKP. I'll be right back.
0: Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser on the Blaze Radio Network.